Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing looking at the uh, idea of do not fear. Remember, the Scripture tells us repeatedly to do not fear. Sometimes the Lord is speaking to an individual. Sometimes He's speaking to a people. But we see principles throughout. And I'm just wanting to touch on some of these things. I'm doing this on the podcast. I also do it on my daily blog. Usually these two things are sort of separate. You know, we're exploring separate things. (laughs) But I find myself sort of converging here in recent episodes. So I just think it's sort of important for us to, to see what the Scripture says. And we've been looking at Joshua the last couple of episodes. And three times in the balance of Joshua and Joshua 10 and another place, uh, he is told to fear not. Okay, to fear not. Now, in the first chapter, he's told to be strong and very courageous. God tells him that three times, and then the people tell him that the fourth time. But then in uh, another place, he's told to not fear. And it occurs in the 10th chapter. So uh, there was a group that lived in the, uh, in Gibeon. And some kings came against them. Amorite kings had joined together and were coming to attack them. The Gibeonites sent word to Joshua and said, Hey, come and help us. Don't abandon us as your servant. Hurry, come, come, come. So uh, Joshua chapter 10, verse 7 says this. Joshua went up from Gilgal, and he and all the people of war with him and all the valiant warriors. Verse 8. Then the Lord said to Joshua, Do not fear them, for I have given them into your hands. Not one of them shall stand before you. So he told Joshua not to fear. So Joshua gets up, verse 9. So Joshua came upon them suddenly by marching all night from Gilgal. So he gets his warriors, and they march all night long, and he comes against them, verse 10. And the Lord confounded them before Israel, and he slew them with a great slaughter at Gibeon, and pursued them by the way of the ascent of Beth Horon, and struck them as far as Ezekiah and Mechadah. And so the Israelites were victorious. They, there was a great slaughter. They killed a bunch of them. They kept pursuing them. Well, then they started fleeing. Verse 11, as the enemy fled from before Israel, while they were at the descent of Beth Haran, the Lord threw large stones from heaven on them as far as Azekah, and they died. There were more who died from the hailstones than those whom the sons of Israel killed with the sword. So here's the question I got, because what we just read and what we're going to read in a few more verses. What would happen if the body of Christ ceased fearing in the way that the world does? What if we truly believed? What if we truly trusted? What if we truly understood what the Word of the Lord said? Just in Romans 8, I'll use that as an example, because we've been studying that this week in another Bible study. Yeah, that nothing can separate us from the love of God, that there is nothing, trial, tribulation, whatever it may be, the sufferings that we go through, nothing can separate us. What would the Lord do if we truly believe, if we truly did not walk in fear? Here with them, they went out at the behest of the Lord. They were fighting as the Lord told them to fight. They were victorious. They were killing the enemy. Okay, they're killing the enemy. Some of the enemy was getting away, and God took care of them. The Lord sent forth hailstones, <laughs> hailstones, large stones. It says so many that it killed more. More were died by the hailstones 
than it is by the sword. You ever think about that? If we do not fear, would the Lord bring forth hailstones? How about this next one? Watch this, verse 12. Then Joshua spoke to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the sons of Israel and said in the sight of Israel, O sun, stand still at Gibeon, and O moon in the valley of Aishalon. So the sun stood still, and the moon stopped, until the nations avenged themselves of their enemies. Is it not written in the book of Jasher? And the sun stopped in the middle of the sky, and did not hasten to go down for about a whole day. There was no day like it before it or after it, when the Lord listened to the voice of a man. For the Lord fought for Israel. Then Joshua and all Israel with him returned to the camp to Gilgal. If we do not fear, if we believe, what might the Lord do? What might we be able to inquire of the Lord? This is the moment, and a lot of us will be familiar with this passage, but now we see the context a bit better. They were being victorious, but Joshua realized they needed more time. And he stood, it says, delivered in the sight of Israel. He stood before the sons of Israel and in the sight of Israel and spoke to the Lord and said, O sun, stand still at Gibeon and O moon in the valley. The sun and the moon stopped. They stood still. So the sun stood still. And the moon stopped until the nations avenged themselves, or the nation avenged themselves of their enemy. Joshua was empowered by the Most High God with a degree of faith here and the degree of understanding what God said that we don't move, folks. We don't move by fear. We move in faith. He had so much faith that he asked of the Lord, spoke to the Lord, told the Lord to stop the sun and to stop the moon, and he did. Now I know there's a lot of people who say, well, that's just a metaphorical type of thing. That's just figurative language, this and that. Uh, no, this actually happened within the natural. Now there's a lot of questions that come out of that because of what we think we know about the natural. I'll just leave it at this. I think a lot of what we think we know about the natural is incorrect. <laughs> and there may be little hints right here for us. Okay? That's for another time and another place. What I want us to know is what we saw at the end of verse 14. There was no day like this, he said. And the Lord listened to the voice of the man. For the Lord fought for Israel. The Lord fought for Israel. Remember what it said in verse 10. The Lord confounded the enemy before Israel. If we do not fear, if we live in faith, if we step out in faith, the Lord is the one who fights for us. The Lord is the one who will bring forth victory in the battle. If we choose to give heed to the fear, if we choose to walk in fear, if we choose to listen to the yeah buts and the whatabouts, you know, I mean, you see it everywhere. Uh, people are consumed with fear, with anxiety. And these are people who profess to be believers. I believe that some actually are. Okay, But the pattern of their life is one of such worry and concern and care that they haven't been set free and, and at liberty from that. And Jesus warns us about that in Sermon on the Mount. I mentioned it all the time. He tells us don't be anxious for anything. Uh, I know entire denominations, seriously, entire denominations 
that are driven by liability. The fear of liability. That's the answer to everything. Decisions are based upon liability. It's the fear of man. It's the fear. And it's not of God. Now, I'm not talking about the wisdom. There's wisdom in things, okay? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about abject fear, which the enemy loves because it binds the people of the Lord. And in actuality, we bind ourselves. We tie ourselves down. And we think, we, we think we've got a great little excuse for not doing what we should be doing as kingdom people. We need to be like Joshua and do what Joshua did. He went forth without fear. He went forth in faith. The Lord fought for him. Hailstones came down and <coughs> killed the enemy. The Lord stopped the sun and the moon and gave them more time to rightly deal and execute the wrath and the judgment of God upon the enemy. May we do likewise. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. I'll see you in the next episode.